This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN app, and of course, SiriusXM Channel 80, and all of our great stations all across the country. And you guys out there can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Morning. How are you guys Good doing morning. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. You guys are very bright. It's I didn't get the memo. Well, we listen, are. Man, bright colors listen, today. Listen, the sun has been hiding behind the clouds the last couple of days. It's been miserable outside in New York City. Why not bring a little sunshine? I agree. Well sunshine. done by both of you. Come on, Al. Well done. And, and here that, you are in muted, <laughs> muted tones. Exactly. Muted? Muted. Oh, muted, yeah. Muted? Wow. By the way, yesterday, you were lucky. You were lucky, CC. <laughs> you did not walk out with us. I mean, Smalls and I, you could follow at, at Evco Radio, at M. Smallman on, um, on social there, at Chris Canty 99 We walk outside, and there's this beautiful smell of a great barbecue. And we're like, oh, this is great. Where is this? We have to find this. Then literally we walk two steps further, and you would have thought every baby in America needed a diaper change right in front of us. Oh my I don't God. know what happened yesterday. Oh, my God. It was a disaster. Am I wrong? It was brutal. Oh it was gosh. brutal. It is is one of those things that assaults the nostrils. Yeah, so you know it's a form I mean? of birth control, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and I'm the bad I mean, one. I, listen, if you get a whiff of that stuff, I mean, oh, oh I'm was, just was, saying. I don't know what happened, but it was it was Paul Pierce in the finals, basically getting oh, wheeled out. Yeah. That's what it was for it the Celtics on the, on the uh, wheelchair oh, getting no. out there. We couldn't yeah. escape it. Yeah, it's all bad. No, it it's was bad. bad. It was bad. It was yeah. bad yesterday. All right. Well. um... So Aaron Rodgers, as always, makes news, no matter what he says, when he says it, and especially if he says it on the Pat McAfee Show, as seen on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and the ESPN YouTube channel. And uh, we know that uh, Rodgers, obviously, um, is not with the Jets. I want to point that out, because we had a big debate about that. And I said, I don't buy that he's going to be with the Jets. You guys said he has to be, and maybe he still will be, but currently rehabbing in California. I do think there's a, and CC would know this way better than we would, there's a mental rehab as well as a physical rehab no when, doubt. You, when you have that kind of disappointment. Well, Rodgers gave uh, some interesting comments yesterday about the Jets and their offense and their approach right now. Let's take a listen to the quarterback with Pat McAfee. And there's, you know, some heated conversations on the sideline and different things. I think we need to hold our poise a little bit better. Really just offensively, you know, we need to uh, to not have some of those things happen on the on the sideline. and. And to be a little better and to be a little, uh, just be a little better competitors. You know, we need to understand this is part of it. It's not always going to be pretty. The most important thing is winning. Shot what happened in Green Bay. They were down 17 nothing and came back and won that game. An ugly game, 18-17. It doesn't f-ing matter. It's like you win the game, that's the most important thing. However, you got to get it done. So, you know, there's been, I think, too many little side conversations. And we just need to grow up a little bit um, on offense. And, and lock in and do our jobs, everybody, and not point fingers at each other. And that's everybody, you know. We don't point fingers at the coaching staff. Don't point fingers at each other. Just get back to work and get the job done. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. Now, <laughs> I, I want to preface this by saying I believe he is the most calculated with his words in the league. I don't think there's a player in the NFL that we would look at and say is more calculated with his words than Aaron Rodgers. I thought it was very interesting that he's talking about not pointing fingers. I think he's actually defending Zach Wilson there. When he says he randomly brings up his old team, 
as an example for positivity, which I thought was interesting. And we shouldn't be pointing fingers at the coaches, throwing them under the bus. I actually think that was about Justin Fields. I think he is that calculated, <laughs> and he hates the Bears that much, as we know. <laughs> but I thought that was such an interesting statement he made to McAfee yesterday, Smalls, and how calculated he is. I think he has Zach Wilson's back here with all this. Oh, Aaron Rodgers knows what he's doing. He understands the platform that he has. He understands that his words carry weight, not only with us as we examine them today, but with his teammates in the locker room. You know that they all are listening to him and that they're going to pay attention to what he says. And he's not wrong in what he's saying. There should be a certain level of maturity that's happening within this team and that we're not seeing displayed right now. We're seeing it all bubble to the surface. And I know there has to be a certain amount of frustration that's existing right now within the Jets organization. You thought that this season was going to be completely different than it is right now. Zach Wilson was not supposed to be the answer for you. You thought you were going to have an MVP, a Super Bowl champion leading the way, and that didn't happen. But he's right. They need to grow up. They need to turn the page and they need to figure a way out of this mess. Yeah, Smalls, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is wrong in anything that he's talking about, and you're not wrong in your assessment. What I would say is Aaron Rodgers is not in a position to help them right now. He's in Malibu at his beach house, like like he's Ken from the movie Barbie. Like He, he can't help the New York Jets right now. Wait, if, The if, doors that he, you like or no doors? No, no, yeah, he's, he's in his mo- mojo, dojo, dojo, he's casa got his mojo dojo casa house. That's all well and good. He's rehabbing, okay. and everybody can understand why he would want to be in a comfortable space while he's going through what he's going through. But the Jets are going through something completely different 3,000 miles away. And when you look at what happened on the field against the Patriots on Sunday, it was more of the same for the guys in that locker room with Zach Wilson. Think about it. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the context of what they went through last year after getting out to the start that they did. I think they lost six straight games or something something of that end at the end of the season. Like that, That's what the guys are feeling. That's the frustration that, that is an extension of the disappointment that we saw from them last year. So yeah, I, I hear what Rodgers is coming from. I hear what he's trying to say with his team. He's not wrong. You got to stay together. You never want to be in a situation where players on a team gather in little clicks to talk about other guys. So the Alan Lazard, Garrett Wilson on the sideline saying Zach Wilson couldn't throw, it's not a good thing, no. right? Yeah, you know, Zach Wilson is the best option that you have, and so you want to affirm him. But that's a perfect world scenario. This ain't a perfect world that the Jets are living in right now. All you got to do is ask the fan that took his dentures out to cuss his team out <laughs> in, in the game at the Patriots. Like, this is awful, and, and I don't know that Zach Wilson – well, I do know Zach Wilson is not the one to guide them out of it. So therein lies the frustration, and that's why I don't see this getting any better until the Jets get better quarterback options. I think it's really interesting, though, that he keeps bringing up the Packers. Like, he's done it now multiple times. He even did it, I believe, last week with McAfee, yeah. where he's talking about the idea of you know reaching out to, to Jordan Love and saying, glad to keep the ownership alive here. <laughs> Which, I mean, I told you I, – I think Rodgers – Here's the thing about Rodgers. I think he's actually way better with the quarterback position, his other quarterbacks, than people give him credit for. I think he was great with Love, and I think he's going to be great with, with Wilson. I think he's too defensive on behalf of Wilson. Numerically, he's a disaster. The pointy fingers thing is funny because as I go into my inbox uh, at Evco Radio on Twitter, um, the Dr. Pepper inbox here, Travis tweets, how can anybody take the most habitual finger pointer in the NFL seriously when he says we can't point fingers? Yeah. It's <laughs> Which is interesting. No, it's interesting, but it's a real thing, too. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has a pattern of behavior before he got to Florham Park this offseason. So, yeah, I, I guess what, what Rodgers is saying, it's not wrong, but it rings hollow when he's not in it with him. And if he was Which here, bothers you. I know if, it if does. If he was here rehabbing and he was in the meetings with Zach trying to coach him through it, 
that that hits different with the rest of the locker room. Like it, it, the message resonates a lot more when he's there versus when he's out of the building. And so the fact that he's not there, it makes it feel cheap in a sense. You bring up a very interesting point. Walk me through this for a second because I do want to play a sound here from our Jets reporter, Rich Zamini, who had an interesting take of what's going on. But I want to follow up on this. So you're saying you're a player, Chris Canty, 11-year NFL vet, won a Super Bowl. You're in the locker room for the Jets. You're on the defensive side of the ball, which is what you were. Yeah. You hear these comments that are all over the place now. And, hey, we got to stop pointing fingers. Our offense needs to grow up. And your reaction is, well, join us. Well, yeah, that would be my reaction. But the other part of that would be, dude, you're not on the field for 75 snaps in the game like we were because our offense can't sustain drives. You're not a guy that's sitting there watching the offense in a three-point ball game take a safety with a sack on the quarterback. I, I just Those are the types of things that happen throughout the course of a game that frustrate players to no end. Zach in year three should have better awareness. He should understand that he can't take a sack in that scenario. That can't happen where Matt Jadon closes the game and makes it a touchdown game rather than a field goal game with a safety. And so that's the frustrating part. I don't know how you explain that away. I don't know how you justify that. Now, Zach is probably hearing from the coaches with that, and he'll be better. But I don't know that he can get better to the point where this team has more margin for error when it comes to trying to find a path to win each and every Sunday. So, again, I go back to with Rodgers not being in the lineup, with Rodgers not being in the building – this team, this organization has to go out and find a better option at quarterback than Zach Wilson. That's just the bottom line right now. Rob Sala is saying all the right things, affirming their quarterback, but behind the scenes, him and Joe Douglas need to be working together to find someone else. Otherwise, it's going to cost both of them their jobs. And they did sign Trevor Simeon yesterday to the practice squad. Didn't Rodgers kind of intimate that he might be at the game versus Kansas City? I thought he was talking about Taylor Swift. Well, I don't know. He said you never know who you're going to see at the game, and with him, I thought maybe that might mean that he could come. I think he's going to show up. I think that's probably a some, Taylor Swift reference. But, yeah. but I think he's going to show up at some point. Yes, and, I agree. And I think what he, when I'm listening to this, part of me is thinking about everything that he did in a short window of time to bring this team together. He really, in a short amount of time, was able to raise morale, really get this group of men believing that they could do something, that they were going to be great. And that all dissipated in a matter of two and a half. I mean, I don't even want to call it three weeks because it was in, in existence before week three. And if I'm him, I'm watching it all unravel from my beach house in Malibu and knowing there's really nothing I can do about it except for to talk on this platform and try to talk to the guys and get a message together. And if he really wants to come back next season, he's probably thinking, I don't want to have to clean up a huge mess. And it kind of starts right now. And he knows that his words carry weight. Well, if it starts right now, then why aren't you there? Like, you can rehab here. Like, he's got a place here. He, he set up shop. So why not be here as opposed to being out in California? It's a Malibu like, like, beach house. Huh? It's a Malibu beach of house. Of course. Listen, I get that. <laughs> I understand that. You're not wrong. But if this is a play to make sure that the culture is what he wants it to be going into 2024, then this is an extension of what he started this offseason, which is being around the guys, which is making sure that he's there to answer questions in the meeting room, which is there to make sure that a lot of the backbiting that's going on right now in that locker room doesn't happen, to make sure that Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Alan Lazard aren't pointing fingers at Zach Wilson. You have an opportunity to do that. We were talking about it right after the injury happened. This could be a part of enhancing Aaron Rodgers' legacy in terms of what kind of teammate is he going to be, not only to Zach Wilson, but to a team that's going to have to struggle to find an identity because he's now out of the lineup. There's the opportunity for him. And the fact that he's not there, and then he goes on Pat McAfee, and he has this to say about guys pointing fingers, 
again, it, see, it feels cheap to me, and it probably rings hollow in that locker room. So coming up, we are going to dive into that, and there's some drama. There's additional drama. If this wasn't enough, and now the Jets may join another list of NFL teams that we will get to that we have a suggestion for as to what you should do with the rest of the season. We'll get to that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN app, all of our great stations all across the country, like 710 in LA, ESPN LA, which I want to ask them and the nation a question right now. What's up? We're talking about Aaron Rodgers not being with the Jets. The concept of a Malibu beach house, (laughs) is that the best real estate you could have? New York City apartment, Palm Beach house Malibu beach house I mean that that's sounds pretty, that's pretty hard unbelievable. to be because even CC as he's like breaking this down he's like you know why does he have to be at his Malibu well I actually understand why he has to be at his Malibu beach house I mean is that would people in LA say that there's something better than that because no. that sounds unbelievable no. no the Malibu beach house is top shelf chef's kiss like it's just amazing yeah, it I sounds better than like a Hamptons house or a yeah, house on Star yeah, Island exactly. or a place in Aspen. I think mm. Mal- there's something about the all word Malibu. Frequent, yeah, yeah you go to yeah, all those. Exactly. We've all been <laughs> there. <laughs> I ain't never been to Star Island. Well, I'm I've just driven by it. I'm just driven by <laughs> it. <laughs> well, is your, where, where do you have your house there? Oh, I don't have a second uh-huh. home. Mm. Um, okay. But a well, friend of hers, a, 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 close, a close personal friend <laughs> right. of hers lets her use uh, his it whenever name is she wants. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> so you have. So um, the, the other part of this now is that if you think about what's going on, so Rodgers is there, he's going on McAfee, he's rehabbing, yeah. and they're bringing in Trevor Simeon to be a practice squad quarterback. Colin Kaepernick writes a note to them, beautifully written, that J. Cole uh, released yesterday that uh, basically suggests, hey, can I be your practice squad quarterback? And I don't think the Jets are interested right now. As all of this is going on, the Jets may join a list of teams that we have a suggestion for, and part of it has to do with what Rich Zamini, ESPN NFL reporter for the Jets, Flight Deck podcast available on the ESPN app, had to say about what's currently going on with this team. 
The thing is, he's coming off as a Zach apologist, and that doesn't play well in the locker room. The defense, in particular, is not happy. The defense allows only 13 points in the game on Sunday, and they're hearing about the busted coverage on the TD, some third-down conversions that got away from them, and this defense knows that if any other player were performing his job the way Wilson is performing his, that player would be benched. Trust me, there's tension in that locker room. On Tuesday morning, an off day for players, I was told that this was a hot topic among players in the locker room. I get the sense from what I've seen on the sideline and from what I'm hearing that this team could be ready to implode. Okay, so that's Samini talking about the head coach, Robert Sala, being a Zach apologist. If they're going to implode, Smalls, are we going to start talking tank mode with them? I think we're already there. Have we not arrived at that point? I don't see this getting much better for the New York Jets. I know Aaron Rodgers is trying to simmer things down from afar in Malibu, but I don't even think that those words are going to have any sort of the impact that he's hoping that they will or that the Jets are hoping that they will. If you're seeing players fight on the sidelines like this, I can only (laughs) imagine, Cece, what it's like behind the scenes. If you're letting it show like that in public, I can't imagine the frustration and tension that's building behind the scenes. And if the team continues to lose, that's not going to go away. We think about fans like Greeny and their disappointment level and thinking that this was going to be a Super Bowl contender and watching it unfold this way. Imagine being a member of the team. Imagine going into this season thinking, we've got a legitimate chance to win and we can do that because of the guy who's under center. And all of a sudden, that's ripped away from you. And you're watching things regress to such a severe level in real time. It has to be really hard to deal with. Oh, yeah. It's extremely frustrating. Just think about this. If you're a defensive player, the Patriots are offense was able to run the ball 40 times 40 times you know why they could stay with the run game because the Jets offense could do nothing the Jets offense doesn't threaten the Patriots defense and and that's the problem with Zach Wilson as the quarterback it's not as if the Jets don't have the weapons they do but Zach Wilson can't operate the offense and he can't get the ball to those guys so they can do damage and that's the frustrating part they have all of the other pieces that you would need in order to compete at a high level, and yet, because your offense doesn't threaten the opposing team's defense, then the opposing team's offense can make life difficult for the New York Jets. So those guys don't get to do what they love, which is tee off and pass rush. They got to play to run. It's going to be a physical game, and and those teams that are going up against the Jets' defense, they know as long as we play mistake-free football, that we're going to win because their offense can't do anything. Mm -hmm. The Jets' offense is absolutely anemic. Which is why it doesn't make sense that the head coach and Aaron Rodgers continue to affirm Zach Wilson in the way that they do. I get it. Like, there are no other options on the roster right now that are better, but you also have to feel the other 52 guys in that locker room and be sensitive to what they're going through because they have literally one position that's keeping them from being able to win games, and that's exactly how it was last year. Okay, yes or no question on this. Does Zach Wilson lead to losing? Well, even if he doesn't lead to losing, he doesn't help you win. Okay, so then let's say it's a yes, just for yeah. argument's sake. So here's the question that I will then ask back at you. Aren't we kind of saying – what we've said about Minnesota, that maybe they should be a sneaky tank. The Titans, now they're never going to do it because their head coach is not made up that way and their organization is not made up that way, but we have argued that they should be a sneaky tank because they don't have the guy at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. The, the, sorry, ESPN 1000 in Chicago. The Bears are not no. a sneaky tank. No, We know what they're doing, right? The Rams, we have brought up as an idea of a sneaky tank. The Vegas Raiders may end up that way. I don't think they will, but they're in there. Same thing with the Broncos. 
why don't we just, as a show, all of us agree that the best case scenario for the Jets is to continue to play Zach Wilson because your best move is the sneaky tank. You can't do that. You're going to lose the locker room. The head coach is going to lose the locker room. It's going to create, it's going to not create, but it's going to worsen the culture in that building. Like they made a lot of strides this offseason with Aaron Rodgers being in there. You don't want to give all of that goodwill away by continuing to march out Zach Wilson because those guys know they can't win with Zach. They've got a three-year sample size, and Zach Wilson hasn't gotten better. And on top of that, you're worried about some of the sports character problems that popped up at last year that prompted the team to wear T-shirts with the backup quarterback on them. So I just think from an organizational standpoint, you have to acknowledge that the guys in the locker room, not named Zach Wilson, have a legitimate beef as to why they're frustrated, and you got to make a move that signals that you hear where they're coming from. Because if you keep marching out Zach Wilson, you're going to have a mutiny on your hands. That can't happen. That's why they bought in Trevor Simeon, somebody they're familiar with. He was there in 2019 in the Adam Gase era of Jets football. And I'm not going to sit here and say Trevor Simeon is, is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson, but Trevor Simeon is a different name. And so maybe with the change, there could be some hope. But I also think that the Jets – should consider a big swing before the trade deadline and bringing in a starting quarterback like Kirk Cousins or bringing in a high-quality backup like Tyler Huntley or like Cooper Rush just because it gives you hope and it gives you an opportunity to try to salvage this season while you still have a lot of top-tier talent on controllable rookie contracts. I think they're too late already. I think they're too late. They're going to get destroyed this week against the Chiefs, right? Are we in agreement on that? that oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. So they're already 1-3. and three. Now they have at the Broncos. Let's say that, let's just pretend that they win that game that's 2-4. and four. Yeah. 2-3. 2-3. 2-3, excuse me. Yeah. But then they have the Eagles, 2-4. and four. It's too late. It is already too late. You bring Kirk Cousins in there, who I think would obviously make this team better. You're not going to bring him in there on Sunday, and you're already 1-3. and three. It's too late. They're done. Assuming they lose this week, they are done. Well, you say that. I mean, they're, if they're 2-4 and four going into their bye week, off of that, they got the Giants, the Chargers, and the Raiders all winnable games. All if losable you, games. All losable games, too, <laughs> but they're all winnable games if you upgrade the quarterback position, especially considering what you got on defense. And then they've got the Bills. they got the Dolphins the twice. I mean, they have, you know, this is a problem. They, they I, are, I, they're I, done. I, I think I, they're done. I, I get it. I, I understand yeah. what you're saying, but at least you could build towards something next year. And here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers being under contract in 2024 shouldn't preclude them from going out there and trying to make a move. And I think that's the thing that makes this a little bit dicey for the front office. We don't want to do anything to upset Aaron Rodgers because we still look at this guy as a quarterback that can help us compete at a championship level. All I'm simply saying is this dude would be going into his age 41 season coming off of an Achilles injury. He can be a part of your quarterback room, but he can't be the sole answer when it comes to competent quarterback play within your organization for the foreseeable future. They got to consider getting somebody else in there. If they don't decide to make a move by the trade deadline, Ev, and they decide to go through with the tank, then they are going to be a prime candidate to draft one of these quarterbacks coming out of college this year. There's no way the Jets can look at 2024 and say, we're going to run it back with Aaron Rodgers and really nobody else in that quarterback room that we look at as a guy that can help us win. I'm kind of wondering who the adult in the room is. Like, who is the person that's going to step up and galvanize this team? 
because it's not going to be Zach Wilson. Rich Semini is saying that they're looking at the head coach as a Zach Wilson apologist. I know it's a lot of young players on this team, but somebody's got to step up and be the leader or the pervasive voice in that room because outside of Zach Wilson, there's a lot of talent on this team. It should, I guess I didn't realize how fragile of a situation it would be if you removed Aaron Rodgers from the equation. It's the Jets. Of I know. course it's fragile. What do you know? But somebody's <laughs> got to step up and be that person. Well, you well, well here's the, the thing. You got, you got the guy. It's Aaron Rodgers. That's, right. that's the guy that's got to step up and He's be the there. voice. He's not there. Yeah. It ain't Rob Sala. What kind of credibility does Rob Sala have in the NFL? You know, yeah. not as a head coach. Mm-hmm. As a defensive coordinator, okay, cool. But not as a head coach. Joe Douglas, no. He's the general manager. That's not his role anyway. Zach Wilson, no. I mean, you got a lot of young, talented players. But, I mean, how, how many rah-rah speeches can Quentin Williams or C.J. Mosley or Garrett Wilson give? Like, those guys understand, we ain't got a quarterback. What the hell is our path to victory? We literally have to pitch a shutout to give us a chance, and even then, we might not win. What's amazing with all of this is that if you if we've played the sound, and you can go back and listen on the ESPN app later to our podcast, <laughs> he has Packers envy. Aaron Rodgers has Packers envy right now. He unsolicitedly, if that's a word, brings up the Packers all the time now. Now, all of a sudden, after all these years, now he loves the Packers. Not when he played there, now. All right, coming up, has Colorado become the most polarizing team in all of sports? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. I'm not doing it. Don't Why look not? at me. Come don't on. look at me. Come on. Don't, no. Don't, don't shut it down just because it sounds crazy on the podcast. Don't do that. Yeah. If you Come want on, to know man. what we're talking about, go to the ESPN app. You can listen to our podcast because yesterday, Pat Costello, one of the producers <laughs> of this show, who uh, Smalls just met for what reference? Re- reference. 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 There you go. Get it out. He's Small trying just... to, he's got the M because he wants to say money moves. Yeah, That's what he wants to do. It's in you. He wants to do it. Let it fly. No. It's good. No, I'm good. It's better but, for so the show. Pat, Our audience loves it. Pat, who's all pumped up, Philly fan, as Smalls mentioned, because the Phillies clinch uh, their division or playoff spot, excuse me, mm-hmm. yesterday. Obviously, the Braves are going to win that thing. Um, <laughs> and. Yeah, Pat let us know that when we have our show back, and you guys hopefully are listening to this later in the day, and not live, let's say, for those listening on the podcast right now, and we thank you for those listening to us live. Um, Yeah, the music that we hear now, we don't hear later. And the three of us have a habit (laughs) of singing. We get excited with sports. Like, sports fans love music. Sports fans love food. Sports fans love to go out and have a drink and have fun with their friends, right? Yeah. So we're sports fans. So when we hear fun music, we like singing along. 
We didn't. Joe really... Burrow played last night. <laughs> That's the best drop of all time. <laughs> and there great. you go. That's, That's me great. trying to sing to that Taylor Swift without the music. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right, Pat, give me another one. Go ahead. Just destroy me while we're here. Just give me another one. What other ones? Do we have there? another one? Yeah, we got oh, it. Really? There's, there's nothing There's nothing that's going to top that one, though. The Joe Burrow one? That, that is creme de la creme, man. That's top shelf right there. Zach Wilson, he stinks. People don't like him. <laughs> it sounds like I'm in so a ridiculous. temple. Singing Hebrew it's song. so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Smalls is dying It's over so that. bad. Look it's good, Smalls. Smalls. It's so bad. It's, it's so bad. So, oh, my gosh. It is so bad, It's Evan. your fault. Here, I'm going to blame Smalls. I'm deflecting blame on okay. this. Smalls came up with a creative idea yesterday. Hey, let's take the biggest story over the weekend in sports and pop culture, which was Taylor Swift at the Chiefs game. She's yeah. like, okay, let's come up with a bit where we're tying it all together. Awesome. Great. We did it. The problem was I, I leaned too far into the bit. <laughs> I sang every song and every topic in the song, and Pat, who's just a hater, takes all the music out and has me isolated with a horrible voice. Well, I think the suits won't allow Pat to put the music on the podcast, so that's a them issue, and that's why you sound actually like you're crazy doing a radio show. Now, moving on. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Hi, to, to the, Brandon to the- Stanley's the problem, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> Sec- an- second biggest story in the weekend. I think oh. other than that one, the best part about it is you can't tell based on your singing what song I it know. is. That's yeah. the worst part or the best part, however you want to look at it. All right, Deion Sanders has been the hottest topic across college football so far this season. And Deion has had some amazing references. He talks about, you know, ranking his kids, which he says Love he does. That. Right? Most people are like, oh, you can't ask me. I have a daughter and a son. You can't ask me which one I like better. Dion's like, all right, here's the weekly power ranking brought to you by Progressive. (laughs) And it's Shador. Shador actually dropped a two because he threw a pick this week. Shiloh is one because of the fact that he had an interception return for it. Oh, wait a minute. Dion Jr. had good social media this week. Mm -hmm. And that's what he does. It's awesome. Well, yesterday, um, he spoke to the media, of course, and he talked about what he teaches his team about the doubters out there. It's about us. Um, everywhere we go, even in your darn families, you're going to have detractors, you're going to have naysayers, you're going to have doubters, even in your darn family. And you guys are all shaking my head and shaking your heads like, yeah, yeah, my aunt, she ain't no good. <laughs> yeah, I know my sister ain't, yeah, she's ignorant. Uh, you, you know I'm telling the truth. That's because it's going to be like that. God would always allow somebody to be in your path that, that have a disdain or dislike for you. It's up to you to keep going. I don't stop. I keep going. I don't have stop in me. Not whatsoever, man. Okay, before we get to the Colorado part, mm. do you have detractors in your own family? Oh, no doubt. Me too. No doubt. Me too. No doubt. There are people in my family that are praying for my downfall as we speak. Wow. Like, that's just what it is. Like, they want you to curse oh, on the they air. Oh, they like... can't wait for me to fall off. They Why can't is wait that? for it. Jealousy? I, well, well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's everybody hating the richest man in the room. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> But that, that's Devontae. how it is. That's where, <laughs> listen, that's, that, 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 that wasn't that was even a humble, that's though, not that even that a humble, humble. Brad, but it's, no, I mean, it I, I thought that's obvious. Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, no, I mean, the rest of your family could Listen, be they see my too. contracts come across the ticker. They know what I made in the NFL. <laughs> Stop yourselves. I don't know. My family's all love. We're a, a high tides, raise all boats type of family. Okay. If, I'm, if I'm doing good, we're all doing good. Yeah, I'm with Cece on this one. Yeah, right. Really? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I, have, I have people watching and listening right now that are exactly the same, not because I'm the richest man in the room, but because they don't think I'm nice or this or I don't call them enough or yeah. any – like there's, oh, there's something. Yeah, plus, plus nobody in my family thinks I actually had a real job. Oh, you played football. You showed up on Sunday, that's easy ran around do. and made a yeah, lot of money. That's not and physically. now you just talk about sports for a living. I actually have to work for the money that I make. Okay. 
I mean, that's a, real, that's a real thing. That is a real thing. They don't like the fact that I've done it this way. Just like Coach and a lot of people around the college football world don't like what Dion does. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand what the hate is. Like, to me, it's almost like, okay, so we have all the traditional powers, right? We have Alabama. We have Georgia now. We have what Clemson has been over the last decade plus with Dabo. We have all, you know, USC is big time back with Caleb Williams and yep. Lincoln Riley, right? We have all the uh, Texas, Quinn Ewers, Florida State, Jordan Travis. Like, they're, Miami's 4-0. We're sleeping on that. I, you know, so there's all these traditional powers. And now I look at it as because of this one guy, we've added a power to college football. And I think that's awesome. It's almost like if you think about the NBA, we have the Celtics, we have the Lakers, the Knicks, the Bulls, the historical teams. Well, because of Steph Curry, we have another team now that's in the mix. And like that, we care about it. And it's awesome. That's the way I look at Dion. He has given us an additional thing to care about. And sure, he may do it differently than people are used to. But the way he does it is true to himself and he, as I'll say it once, I'll say it a million times, if you actually listen to him and you read what he says and you don't have a preconceived notion, he actually sounds more like Belichick and Saban than he does whatever you're thinking he sounds like out there. Yeah, but it's hard not to have a preconceived notion because he's been in the spotlight for so long. Dion has been one of the best, if not the best, players at his position in NFL history, and he had no qualms about letting people know about that. Then he transitioned into being a part of the media. He's got all the commercials, all of the different endorsements, and then he jumps into college football and after a three-year stint at Jackson State becomes one of the most prominent faces in the landscape of college football. So I, I think he's a disruptor by nature, and because it's unconventional, because it's not a traditional pathway to get into where he is, he has a lot of detractors. Now, the coach from Morgan, Dan Lanning, is not one of them because even though he had the viral clip of him in his pregame speech, mm-hmm. he said afterward, like, I, I, I don't understand why people don't love what Dion is doing and try to ignore his impact on college football because it, it's all of a sudden making college football feel bigger when it comes to sports fans in general. Like, everybody is tuning in to watch Dion's team, whoever they play that given week. And Dan Lanning acknowledged that wasn't something that he was oblivious to. Like, he's riding the wave, too. He's clout chasing off of Dion's name. He recognizes that Dion is good for business. But, again, he's so polarizing because it is non-traditional. It's unconventional. And I think that that makes people— No, it's not. It actually bothers me. I'm sorry. What you're saying actually bothers me, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. What's unconventional about it? What what exactly? We've never has, we've, we've never seen somebody we've never seen somebody exude the level of confidence that Dion has shown, and, and you've never. Pete Carroll's not confident. And it's not because to, he not was, to the level of Dion. Pete Carroll don't got commercials with KFC and almonds and and Affleck and all of this stuff. He doesn't have that. Nick Saban Nobody, does. Nick Saban has one commercial. One commercial. But he, Nick all Saban I'm saying was in a movie. Is, in oh, what I'm saying side. is no 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 coach has the gravitas that Dion Sanders does. Think about it. He's got a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback, and that's the footnote to Colorado football because of Deion Sanders. I get it, but what I'm saying is I think that people are just making up what unconventional means because he looks different, and I think that's ridiculous. Unconventional was Brian Kelly. I'm sorry, Chip Kelly, excuse me. Chip Chip Kelly Kelly at Oregon, playing the way he played stylistically. You know, unconventional is that high school coach who goes for it on fourth down or never punts or kicks onside kicks in Arkansas, Louisiana, wherever it is. That, to me, is unconventional. No, unconventional is is having 75 players in the NIL and transfer portal. But that is now conventional, though. No, no. 
Not 70. It's going to be. 75. You got 85 scholarship athletes. I get it. 75 of them in but, the portal okay. in one year? But my argument is, and, and def- see, here's what's happening. We're both actually defending Dion. Yeah. We're just defending him differently. Sure. My argument is this man is doing things the way that people are going to do things three, five, ten years from now. He's doing it first. But anytime, that but, but anytime you do it first, you're going to take all of the slings and arrows, Ev. You know, I get it. You know that that comes along with it. Now, there's also another layer to this when we start talking about how he's doing it, the confidence, and, and, and the perception of who Deion Sanders is, more flash than substance. But the thing that I thought stood out to me in the loss to Oregon was how consistent he was in his messaging to his team. Like He didn't show any panic. He handled it with class. He handled it with grace. He said, if you're going to get him, you better get him now because we're still coming. Losing 42-6 to didn't do anything to dim their light. It didn't take away from his confidence moving forward. It didn't take away from the team believing that they have a chance this week against USC, who I think is a better team than Oregon. The consistency that he's shown is not something that we're accustomed to seeing, and I think it throws a lot of people off. The fact that this dude can be that confident that he's going to have a successful program, that he's going to compete for national titles. People don't like that he's a celebrity. People don't like that he was famous before he got this job. Yeah. In their mind, they think he already started on second base or on third base. That no doubt. He's getting all of this attention, and he has an advantage in the room because of the celebrity that he commands. And people don't like that. When they should look at him and say, this is somebody who doesn't have to take this job and is fully entrenched. He cares about these kids. He cares about this program. He says and does everything right. He has that charisma, but he's not starting arguments with no. other coaches. He's no. not out there talking trash about other programs. He's done everything right, but people don't like him because he's famous. Well, they don't like him because he's famous. They don't like him because he's also the face of college football. And there are a lot of traditionalists. There are a lot of people that are part of the good old boys club that don't like the fact that it's a black man at a program that had one win last year. That is now the biggest draw when it comes to the sport that they've loved and followed for decades on end. That's also a part of the math in this that we don't talk about, we don't discuss, because that's not something that people want to hear, but that's the reality of this situation as well. All right, let's continue this conversation at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to talk to you guys on Sportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in lines. Is Dion unconventional, or does he make people uncomfortable? I think there's two different things with that. We will get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN App, Sirius XM80, and all of our great ESPN stations across the country. So we've been talking about Deion Sanders in Colorado coming off their loss against Oregon, going into their game against USC coming up this weekend. And... 
there's a big conversation, you know, Dion talking about his haters out there, and a lot of people are hating on him and rooting against him. And, and you said, CeCe, at one point, well, he's unconventional. And I think that there is a debate and an argument as to is he unconventional or does he make people feel uncomfortable? Because when I hear the word unconventional, I think of you're doing something different or something that we've never seen before. Yes, you brought up a great argument. Well, he has all these transfers, NIL, endorsement deals. But those are now the rules that teams are supposed to actually follow and adhere to and take advantage of in a positive way. That when I think about unconventional, I would think, oh, he actually never runs the ball. He plays five wide receiver sets at all times. He, he never punts or doing something from a football perspective that would be unconventional. I look at it and I think it's a different un. I think, and not unsportsmanlike, I think that he, <laughs> I think he makes people feel uncomfortable because they're looking at something they're not used to looking at on the sidelines. I completely agree. I, I, I don't think that we're disagreeing with that part of it. I think he does make a lot of people uncomfortable. And seeing Dion, a black man in an authoritative figure, and being at a program that now has risen to the level of prominence that we've seen with Colorado is uncomfortable. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people are saying, well, why does he deserve this kind of attention for a team that's currently outside looking in with the top 25? Why, why are we paying so much attention to Coach Prime? Why was he able to sell $5 million in sunglasses over the last two weeks? Why does he have all of these national commercial campaigns? Why does he have a 60-minute special? They're asking all of these questions as to why without acknowledging what he's already done, which is tripling this program's win total <laughs> from a year ago. Like, think about this, man. Colorado is now a, a, a lightning rod when it comes to co- college football. How many people are rocking Buffs gear that didn't go to the school? Like everybody wants to be a part of what Dion is putting together, and that speaks to his charisma. That speaks to his profile, and I think that's the thing that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I mean, Dan Lanning played into it with his pregame speech to his team. Like they're doing it for clicks, we're doing it for wins, but uh, asserting that this team is all about the image. They're all about creating uh, the buzz, but it's not necessarily about football. When actually, when you sit down and listen to Coach Prime. That's exactly what it's about. It's about trying to be better at football and trying to make sure that he's he's building a good team, but also building young men. There's a lot of layers to this, but I think at its surface, people are jealous. They're jealous. Yes, agreed. Because Coach Prime comes in, and he's going to already command a certain level of attention because of who he is, and he's beating college football at its own game. He is taking all of the changes within the landscape and all of the new rules, and he's excelling with them. And other fan bases are looking at this person and saying, why is he getting all of this attention? Why is my program not doing this? If Coach, if Let's say you're a fan of – Mississippi State, and you hate Coach Prime. If he came to your school, you'd love him. Absolutely. You would absolutely love him. It's a very classic you hate you hate us because you ain't us type situation. No doubt. And I, I just think that if you are a sports fan, you should love what Deion Sanders is doing. Sports is about entertainment. He's bringing that. It's about greatness. He has greatness. Half the battle in college football is relevancy. He's made Colorado the most relevant program in college athletics, maybe in all of sports right now. And that is no small feat. And people are jealous that he's been able to do it in such a short amount of time and that he's winning some games in the process. Todd in South Carolina watching on ESPN2. What's up, Todd? What's up? What's up? Uh, I think they look. Everybody looking at Dion all wrong. They, I mean, they're jealous because he's doing something that he, nobody's ever done in college football. He cleaned the roster out. He come from an HBCU school with players, 
And where I'm from, a lot of people say that HBC players don't believe they belong in college. So, well, but this is the, this is the thing. I mean, like he's proven, and thanks to the phone call, that obviously the players he brought with him do belong in Power Five schools. In addition, this is where again the idea that oh he's unconventional, he's doing things differently. You know no. how many coaches take over new programs in basketball and football and wipe out players? No. all the time. Mm-hmm. You have said, CC, that when you were in college, you fully realized <laughs> it is year to year. Yeah, right. So like yeah. this is not something that's new. He just gets more attention for it. There were, I mean, I, I worked as a play-by-play guy. It's a bad one, but a play-by-play guy in college basketball for a while. And I saw new players every single year when a new coach would take over. Or the guy who was a big-time player last year ain't doing anything this year because that coach didn't recruit him, doesn't want him on his team, right? Doesn't fit stylistically, personality, whatever it may be. So, again, Dion is not unconventional. He's just making people feel uncomfortable. Do we have another stealing signs issue in sports? All right, here we go again. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming. FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.